Hey everybody, welcome to Literary Disco on Lit Hub Radio, episode 163, The Faux Pas. Today, in a short episode, we will tackle a form of writing we have never done before, the YouTube comedy sketch. Today we're watching The Faux Pas, posted by the comedy duo Britannic. This is Literary Disco, the last book club you'll ever need, where Todd, Julia, and Ryder, three old friends who love to read, debate, and sometimes even agree. I am actor and filmmaker Ryder Strong. Joining me, as always, our novelist and critic Todd Goldberg, and essayist and radio personality Julia Pistel. Hi, guys. Hi. Pandemic! Woo! Pandemic! Pandemic! We are in it. It is Uh, happening. So, listeners, if you could see what I can see right now, you would see Ryder Strong unshowered, wearing a beanie, full beard. He's got I his backup glasses beard. on. Like this, not not his. These normal, are my I'm new glasses. Out. This is actually just what I look like every day. <laughs> just, Ryder's not wearing his fancy Warby Parkers. He's wearing his backup. No, these are my fancy Warby glasses. Parkers. Quiet now, uh, <laughs> Julia. Julia has her child with her around her neck, like a small animal. Working through the Serengeti. Yeah. Is that wow. yeah, is that right? <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't showered, but then that's not a real big thing. I just I haven't showered. You haven't so shaved. So it's I haven't shaved. I went to the dentist a couple days ago. I got I got the detritus from the dentist stolen my beard. No. It's getting dark. I just watched a um just watched a press conference. That made me feel better. Honestly, I don't yeah. feel like Todd's life has changed that much, materially speaking. Not much. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it, it, except for the big events, right? Like going out, because you yeah. always are public speaking at like this thing, this Q&A. You're hosting this book, yeah. you know, signing. You're doing, so you're always like out doing, but when you're not, you're mostly home it. reading and yes. writing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, my, the big thing for me is, you know, my kid, like he is just right. home. And, and then I had my in-laws move in with me two weeks ago. So I have two 70-plus-year-olds in our yeah. house. So we kept Scary. our kid out of school this whole last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we're just kind of bored and stuck in the house. And it's yeah. also, it's raining in L.A. So we right. can't go, because, like, you know, obviously going out to parks and hikes and nature stuff makes the most sense right now to get out. But uh, we can't even do that because it's raining so hard. My son is does not want to deal with rain hikes. Uh, I'll get him at some point. But right now, he does not want to leave the house and it's, so wow. Well, so listeners, just well, so you know what we're doing today and what we got planned, we're going to do a couple little episodes in between our bigger episodes to get you through the pandemic with a smile on your ears. No, to from ear to ear. Yeah. So you don't feel so alone. That's it. <laughs> so and if there's an episode where one of us isn't there for some reason, don't assume the worst. <laughs> Okay. The main We're thing fucked. is, do not be sitting at home uh, watching Netflix, Contagion, Pandemic. Because I feel like everybody I know, yeah, everybody already Pretty did. Believable. We, like, we all just, like, all of our, like, cultural touchstones are so simplistic. We all just go right to, this is kind of feeling like that movie I saw a couple years ago. Let's watch that again. And I, I, I think, I, let's, let's, we're here as a public service to try and urge you to read other things, to watch other things, to talk about and think about other things. Um, Because I think it's really important right now. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, not sitting around and just stewing in anxiety. For me, it's just reading 
the news and Twitter, it's a disaster. Like I, have, I, I realize like my brain is just on this sort of like dopamine addiction of like, I need information. And then I get some information that makes me panic more. So I need more information and then I feel a little bit better, but I need more. Inf- and it's like, it's awful. So uh, an excuse to read just, and talk about other things. Just so from a practical point of view, though, Julia, I know a lot of folks come out there to Hartford yes. to go to your theater. You're closed, right? Yes. Uh, I am a little bit, I mean, the East Coast is a little behind the West Coast in terms of level of stress and response. So I would say yesterday and today have been, I think yesterday was the most stressed I've ever been in my life. Deciding to close our theater, Mm. rallying around it, communicating it quickly, and then answering a million questions, all of them very well-meaning, but like it was so so much and as with everything with my theater I always feel simultaneously empowered that I get to actually be able to make a choice that I feel is effective and also like the burden of that choice is so much because you know it's people's side jobs it's people's artistic outlet and I've been thinking so much about um, you know in my case it's people's artistic community and all their friends um so it's basically telling people like you can't come see your friends for a month um and it just just sucks it just sucks there's no other way to put it um and of course we're all texting all day long but um it's not the same um so i don't know it was rough today still feels rough but it's a whole new world baby and you know everyone always thinks of me as very extroverted person but i do have this like huge introverted side and i'm i'm ready to just lie down and give up in my wonderful house with my wonderful kid and greg of course so ready to rock ready yeah. to read i mean the the uh the inclination to curl up in a ball is big but um you know the the great thing for all of us is that we're all responsible for ourselves but also we have other people in our lives that we care about and that we love and um to be responsible in the face of uh anxiety is to be an adult yep. so <laughs> and to manage those things i mean i so for listeners who think that you're listening to three super well-adjusted people, we all have profound anxiety right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> profound anxiety. The difference is that in California, weed is legal. So that's nice. <laughs> well, well, so let's listen to something funny. How about, how about something yes. funny to get us through the next 15 minutes of our life, Julia? All right. So yeah, Absolutely. Julia, why don't you introduce this? Because you're the one who turned us on to this, uh, this sketch. So how'd you come by it? What's the story? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I do improv and I've done a little bit of sketch and all improv theaters eventually branch into sketch, if I may make a giant generalization. Um, So I have certain (laughs) sketch comedians and groups that I have watched a lot of and, man, there is no better YouTube rabbit hole. Like, you should never go down a YouTube rabbit hole of, like, you know, conspiracy theories or true crime feels really dark (laughs) right now. But if you find a sketch group, I mean, everybody's favorite is Key and Peele. And that was my first thought. Um, You could just watch those sketches for fucking three hours and feel like like you went to the gym, but you didn't get off the couch because you laughed so hard. Um, (laughs) So anyway, um, one of the groups that is 
popular on YouTube um, is this group Britannic or Britannic. I actually don't know how to say it. Um, they they I no looked longer it up. It's Britannic. They say it rhymes with Britannic. Titanic. Perfect. Um, Britannic. Uh, they've been around forever. This sketch oh, wait, is maybe it's Britannic because this is his name, Brian. It's probably Britannic. Now it's that I think about Britannic. it, Britannic. Don't overthink it. Um, <laughs> yeah, they say on their website, uh, it's, it's really funny. Uh, Britannic is the name they decided to perform under six years ago, and now it's too late to change it. I identify with that problem. <laughs> Someone who's made a lot of dumb. It's like my uh, friend. Who's, it's like my friend who's the guitarist in in uh, a punk band called the Urinals. Like that was funny when they were eighteen, <laughs> but they're fifty five now. <laughs> so anyway, um, I put pick this because I, I have no memory of when I first watched it. It was definitely in the middle of some absolute binge. I think YouTube probably told me to watch it. Um, but I just thought this sketch is so funny and so smart and it's an extremely fast sketch. So, uh, there's a lot of writing packed into it and I thought we could like think about a little bit of the writing. So, um, yeah. What'd you guys think? I guess we should say what well, it's about. Hey, so listeners, we're going to, we're going to tell our producer, Justin, Cut in a little bit of the the crackling dialogue from the opening thirty <laughs> seconds of the clip right now. Oh, hey guys. Oh, hey. Uh, have you met my cousin? No, we haven't. I'm Nick. Actually, we, uh, we have met before. I'm Brian. I'm gonna go use my time machine real quick. Awkward. What did he say? And it turns out it's a bunch of kids just stacked on top of each other. Yes. And you thought they were adults. Go to sleep. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, hey. Uh, have you met my cousin? Yes, we have. Good to see you, Ryan. Brian. Fuck! And we're back. <laughs> uh... Go ahead, Ryder. Uh, I this I loved this. Like, I am, you know, I'm pretty... Unlike you, I'm actually, like pretty skeptical of you of online sketch stuff like besides like key and peel which really wasn't on did they start online or did they they were already pretty they had pretty advanced no. like they had big productions yeah and uh, they don't I, I tend to find stuff. most YouTube yeah. I find going, most yeah. YouTube sketch stuff to be like just of such poor production quality that I can't right. get past it <laughs> or such poor acting quality that I can't get past it. Like even if the writing is pretty clever, those things are sort of like just like no go, like they're barriers for me. This was great. Like I thought the production value was just good enough, even though they're like, you know, sets are, you know, generic, like a lot of YouTube sketch stuff, but like there, it's well shot. It's well directed. The editing is perfect. And then it's really well acted. Um, yeah. so all of that said, cause that's not really what we're talking about because we're supposed to be talking about the writing. The writing is brilliant. And like, I normally wouldn't be able to even see that because the bad acting or bad production values of a lot of <laughs> online video stuff. Um, so that's just what I wanted to get across, but like, no, the, this is super clever and like, exactly up my alley i've always been obsessed with time travel stuff and like and um i love i love like even 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 like the the this the the comedy time travel stuff 
I love when it takes the conceit like pretty seriously. Like, you know, the fact that he has to keep knocking himself out and then he's, you know, like the little nods to like movies like Primer and like, I, I just, I love it. I loved it. I'm so on board. So let's back up for one second yeah. um, and explain why, what the sketch is about. So basically the premise of the sketch is that a guy walks into a room and forgets the person's name that he's saying hi hi to and it's such a faux pas that he goes back in time to fix it but he every time he comes back in the room and kills his past self he like makes a new and different faux pas um and then it it happens probably like 20 times um and then these faux pas like just build and build and build and build um until every sketch ends with a button um until he finally like solves the riddle but yeah, so that that's what we're talking about here. Todd, what right. did you think? And 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 in the process he has to essentially kill himself like 10,000 times. You think he's <laughs> killing himself or just knocking himself out? Well, I'm- there's at least there's there's one scene where one of his past selves says, "Hey, one of the past selves stop breathing." <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah, at the end I think they all pop out, like a couple of them pop out. So I think the implication is that he was just knocking them out with yeah. you know, or hitting them over the head. <laughs> hitting them over the head and <laughs> beating them to death oh, i mean so it good. so it basically takes the conceit of groundhog day and compresses it uh into this like single bad thing that that keeps happening over and over and over and over and over again but the 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 super amusing thing about this is that if you are like me and you're prone to saying and doing the wrong thing and then not saying and doing the right thing after that and making a small problem a worse problem for instance writer might recall the time when i <laughs> didn't realize that someone that was walking in front of us was not someone else and i asked them about their baby and this was a person who had not just recently given birth and yeah, who was i was pregnant. then who was yeah, so pregnant right? you you assumed that this was you you confused somebody with a pregnant person yeah and I so the non-pregnant person was very upset to be confused very with a pregnant upset. person <laughs> And then I was like, she I, thought it was I, a comment on her weight, which right. and I was like, I, I don't have my glasses on. It, it was dark in here. I didn't see, I didn't, I thought you were, I thought you were Dana who was pregnant, right. but it was actually Susie and who was, was not pregnant. And I was like, oh my God. And like, I immediately recognized it and I was like, well, of course you're not pregnant. Dana's pregnant. And then Ryder was just sitting next to me while this whole thing happened. And he's just, he's doing this. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop talking. You just got to let it go now. Stop talking. Stop talking. Todd, but you didn't. Stop talking. Didn't. And I just kept making it worse. <sighs> and I, yeah. you know, I've interacted with both of those people subsequently, and they all, they seem to still like me, but there's there's that thing hidden in the background that they both know that I fucked that up. <laughs> so the way that, like, a sketch yeah. like this operates is taking a situation oh, like God. that and saying, like, oh, don't Take you me, wish... pandemic. <laughs> Oh, don't you wish you had a time machine and you could go back and change it, but you know you're actually an awkward, terrible person who will just make it worse and worse. Um, And what can be great about sketch comedy is that it plays that premise out. Like, you know, you want to start at something, you know, fairly relatable or at least something that makes sense, but then once that's established and the audience trusts that basic premise and identifies with that guy, they're going to go all the way with you. They're going to go all the way to, I went through time and I created my own son and I'm rewriting history just to get out of this awkward fucking situation. 
So, yeah. Right. And don't we all wish we could do that? I mean, that that's the other super amusing thing about it is that it, it plays on this um, magical thinking we all have of, oh, if I could just go back five seconds and take those words out of mm-hmm. my mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Um. There's a there's the, there's a, a a film that this actually owes a lot to, and I'm not sure if they knew that this film existed. But there was a short film. I'm trying to find it online actually because I'm I'm blanking on the name of it. It was actually nominated for an Academy Award for Best Short. I want to say in 2013, and it was a very similar movie. Higher production value, shot you know like, but it was a, basically a guy trying to unveil his time machine to his friend, and he keeps messing up the unveiling of the time machine. So he keeps trying to like go back oh, in time to like. Yeah, it was a really good short film. I'm trying to I remember. What, yeah. yeah. Um. So and but I mean I think this one is is in some ways better. Um. In terms of the writing, it's actually smarter. Um. But in terms of production value. This is, you know, obviously just this is three guys in a living room and one one there's like four actors and, you know, it's very it's like three, two locations, maybe three locations. They clearly shot this in like a day. Um, And but I think the writing for this one is super, super clever because like the the point uh, the point of like to me, the best sketches are like not just the joke. Right. Like you want you have the joke, which is like oh, I'm going to time travel to try and fix my faux pas. And and that's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse. That's like, but like when you take that seriously and you take it all the way to as its logical extreme and like follow that conceit and, and, and lay it out as sort of like realistically as possible, that's hysterical. And this one takes it so far. um, We might as well reveal like the biggest spoiler, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is that, that he is actually the father to the person whose name he forgot <laughs> because right. he had to go back in time. And it's like so subtly revealed. The first time it's mentioned is like, he says something about like liking his dad and the guy who he made the faux pas in front of whose name I think is, is Brian is like, uh, I never, never knew my dad. And it's just a sort of like one off throw off joke. But then you realize as the story goes on that he has time traveled all the way back to 1986 to have sex with his mother. <laughs> 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 Which then eventually results in him, you know, her giving birth to the guy he's had the faux pas. It's hysterical. So, like, yeah. the, it, it takes the time travel conceit all the way to its extreme, and that's brilliant writing. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of complex jokes in there that you don't really pick up on until actually the second time watching it. And the the short's only like it's like what three minutes long or something, right? It's really short. Um, super amusing. And like, if I saw that. I would hire those guys to go write a sitcom for me. Yes. So those guys write and for so SNL And so hopefully these now. dudes are making some money. Oh, go. okay. <laughs> perfect. There we go. Um, <laughs> they do their I'm shorts to, or are they, are they on staff? You know, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I, I'll look into it, maybe put it on Facebook, see what they're doing now. Um, okay. But I, it, I really encourage to people people to go find the sketch and then go down the youtube hole with them because they're they're just so fast paced like i like the pace for for me my favorite thing about this is the pace it doesn't like pause to be like get it he traveled in time like it's it doesn't do that it just assumes you're really smart and assumes you're along for the ride um in a really inclusive feeling way um and so all all of their stuff is like that 
if you love the pace of this, Julia, you're going to really love the pace of the thing we look at in our next short pandemic-only <laughs> episode, which is when yes. we look at 10 days worth of the comic strip Gilthorpe. Is that the name of it? Yeah, Something you like that. it, man. <laughs> I did. That was a mistake. <laughs> All right, Literary Disco is produced and edited by Justin Alvarez for Lit Hub Radio. You can reach out to us directly on Twitter at Literary Disco. Happy reading, everybody. Thanks for listening.